Hello and welcome to Technically Speaking, a podcast where scientists and engineers come together to chat about common interests, share knowledge and satisfy some curiosity. I'm Anika and in this episode I'm joined by Emma, Hara and Priyanka to talk about nanobots in medicine and what this has to do with James Bond. However, before we start, this is the last episode of the year, uh, so it's a bit of a celebration. So I'm joined with our producer Laura to kind of chat about the bit of a journey that we've been on over the last nine months since we first started. It's been such a fun journey. Anika, I think I really have to thank you for essentially putting the team together in the beginning. Uh, I didn't know anyone else in the podcasting team before we started this, but I've, I've learned so much from the people that we work with and it's led to so many new connections as well. So I'm really pleased with all that. It's been great meeting so many new people and I think today's episode is going to be a great example of that working with people who none of us had met before and I think that's the power of the podcast great alliteration there <laughs> um of connecting people who are interested in science and yeah it's, it's absolutely nah, brilliant I think we started off having never done a podcast before not really knowing what we're doing and we've learned so much about it in that time as well um we've got I was expecting to hit a thousand downloads by Christmas and we totally smashed that so I think well done team we're, we're well on our way to 2,000 downloads actually so I'm, what? I'm That's so amazing. impressed yeah and uh, another thing to celebrate is 700 twitter followers that's insane yeah so i think that says we're talking about interesting things and things are moving in the right direction so yeah great celebration for the end of the year yeah it's, it's brilliant and I, I think we should also mention we were featured on bbc cumbria yes that's right. That right as well that's another big big achievement of, of the year i was definitely very proud of that and I think proud of just getting an episode out every two weeks, Laura, from your side, you've been involved with every single episode. That's amazing over the last nine months, which have been so difficult. Definitely something to be oh, proud of. You. Yeah, there was a bit of scrambling occasionally to find something to talk about and uh, do some research in time. So that was, that was good fun. Absolutely brilliant. So, so yeah, we decided we're going to take a break for the Christmas period. So this will be our last episode of the year and we'll be back in January with more interesting and engaging content but for now I'm going to listen to this conversation so I'm going to hand back over to you Mika. Thanks Laura so okay let's get back to nanobots and James Bond fun fact I've never seen a James Bond movie so let's see how this this episode goes and I don't I know nothing about nanobots either I think that's the most important part of the the conversation but I think I'm going to start off with Emma so what do you know about nanobots and how does this relate to I study medical biochemistry but what I'm really really interested in is uh, genetics and sort of the molecular scale therapy that we can focus and I would say that the main interest of biochemical research right now is to sort of look at diseases and figure out how we can design the perfect molecule to go to the core of the disease basically on the molecular level and treat it with the least amount amount of side effects and basically maximizing the benefits. I would sort of describe it as delivering the smallest little pill or the smallest little injection to the patient's body without bothering them too much. And I think that now I basically described uh, nanomedicine and nanotechnology as in itself. It's You can sort of imagine it as a small little agent that uh, aims to take an, an effect in a person's body. It can be a good one, but I think it can be also a bad one. No, um, that sounds like really vital research and definitely something we need to be paying attention to. Hara, what about you? Do you have anything to add on, on this area? Um, yeah, so I'm doing chemical engineering, so I'm more interested in the more practical machinery uh, part of nanotechnology. Um, so within chemical engineering, I am interested in biotechnology and pharmaceuticals, but nanotechnology can find application in either 
producing nanomedicine. So that's seeing what the challenges are in mass producing medicines of that scale. Or it can even apply to, for example, in cancer imaging, for example, how we can use nanoparticles and that will help decrease the effects that X-rays and all the radiation that comes from machines like X-rays, MRIs and all those. And because they also do, they do harm like the health, the healthy tissues surrounding the thing that you're trying to target. So it is really interesting seeing how the nanoparticles can decrease its effects. Well, so there seems to be quite a, a wide range of applications for this technology. That's that's fantastic. Priyanka, what about you? Why are you interested in, in nanobots? So basically, my degree is very, very similar to Emma's. I'm doing, uh, I'm in my third year for, for biochemistry. And my main interest does lie in drug development and um, nanotech but specifically nanotech and cancer therapy. The drug development aspect and nanotech kind of comes together for me because basically when we use nanotech and cancer therapy, we can kind of functionalize the surfaces with drugs, proteins, mRNA, and of that in order to increase the precision of cancer therapy, which is something that's been very fascinating to me. And it's actually something I did my second year dissertation on. So I am very excited about the topic. Brilliant. So I think I've already learned so much already coming from someone who stopped doing biology at GCSE about the importance of this kind of nanotechnology in delivering medicines without kind of having a huge impact on people. Uh, and there's a wide range of applications across lots of different types of illnesses and things like that, including cancer. So maybe let's go a bit back to basics. Can I ask all of you three, what do we mean by nano when we're talking about nanoparticles, nanobots? What does that actually mean? Um, I would say that, well, as most science subjects, we learn about nano as 10 to the power of minus nine. But I would say that in nanomedicine, we, we are really looking at like molecular level stuff to put it maybe in a perspective, a fun little fact, a DNA is two nanometers wide. So I think that we are really, really looking into the probably the deepest we, we can get without making effect. Yeah. So that's basically what nano, I think, means to me and, and maybe like biology and chemistry. So we really mean things of the scale of 10 to the minus nine meters. That's what this technology is. It's on, on this kind of scale. So then if we move on to the second part of the word, robot. So as an engineer, we use robots a lot, especially I'm working in the, the nuclear industry. This is a really key area of work. But I'm assuming there's not like remote handling arms going into people's bodies for this kind of technology. So what do we mean, what do we mean by bots in this context? Is it the same as robots or was it something a bit different? Um, I think it's not necessarily, I think it, it's related to the general idea of what a robot does, which is automatically target something or do something. So for example, like as Emma and Priyanka mentioned about targeted medicine and having a more targeted uh, therapy to cancer, for example. So what the nanorobots pretty much for me at least mean is that have that target instead of having a method where it targets what we want to target but also affecting the other areas surrounding it it mainly affects the thing that we want to target the, the particle or the molecule so it's for me it's more like the robot means targeted rather than targeted and automatically yeah i think that's a, that's a brilliant explanation that's really that's really clarified um th things from my side so it's very very small it's 10 to the minus nine meters and 
the the bot part is that it's only looking at one specific area without impacting other stuff so the side effects related with with medicines and things like that is trying to li limit those kind of uh, side effects and only target what what it needs to be looking at that's really clear thank you guys so we, we've discussed what it means is this technology being used at the moment uh, is it something that is in practice in, in current medicine it is based on the research I like I've done. Currently, clinical trials basically investigating the role of nanoparticles uh, or like nanotechnology in cancer therapy, specifically proton therapy. Nanoparticles involvement in radiotherapy actually has been has been well researched over the past decade. Uh, there have been quite a few articles that have come out, and it's pretty hot topic right now. But a newer form, like a newer, a very new field that we have right now is using nanoparticles and proton therapy. So this is very, very possible. We can completely, we can completely change how we see cancer, cancer therapy, just because of how precise using nanotechnology is. Essentially, we can reduce the side effects. We, yeah, we can reduce the side effects. In terms of using uh, nanotechnology in in medicine, I think it's a very, very strong like prospect because we've used it in the past, we've used it for radiotherapy, and now we're looking into research in proton therapy. And essentially how radiotherapy works is it uses ra uh, radiation, which is targeted towards, spe towards specific tumor cells. Uh, so essentially what nanotech can do is target those specific tumor cells, increase sensitivity of them, and it can allow us to essentially deliver lower doses of radiation which can decrease the side effects as uh, Hara was talking about earlier. We can essentially reduce the side effects to by almost 50%. Um, so it's a very hot topic and current research is focusing on proton therapy, which has shown a lot more radio sensitivity and a lot, lot more um, prospects of survival in cancer patients so it's a very very promising thing. it sounds like a bit of a game changer to me and especially someone coming from a nuclear background i know how serious the effects of of irradiation are in our industry and we always try to limit our doses and what people are exposed to so if there's a way that cancer patients are not having to face such high you know high doses that's that's brilliant and it sounds really important hara what about from from your side from the chemical engineering side are there any kind of things that are going on at the moment with with the nanotech and the nanobots um, yeah, there are many methods that can produce nanoparticles that are used in nanomedicine. Um, but what there are some challenging in scaling up those productions because at the moment they're mainly like in the lab scale. But it it's definitely promising, and there's definitely like improvement to that. But it just depends on what process is being used to mass produce that product, because different uh, machinery that's been used can affect the particle in a different way for example if you are if you want to mix a solution that includes the nanoparticles the agitation speed and the time can affect the size of the particle and make it even smaller and then you and then because the size is affected that might affect some of its uh, characteristics and abilities so you just have to really look into it's specific machinery that will have to be used to mass produce it and then just go from there. But there are like, there are multiple methods. So it's just like finding which one is best as of right now that can be easily developed further and then moving from there. 
uh, from what both of you are saying, a lot of this technology is quite small scale at the moment. It's not being it's not being mass produced yet. And there's a lot of ah, sorry, I just saw Laura laugh at my small scale. And I realized that's quite a good pun. Sorry, I'm a bit slow sometimes. I didn't mean it as a pun. But anyway, it's, it's a small scale kind of um, production is going on at the moment. And the chemical engineers are doing a lot of work in trying to uh, produce mass production techniques. And that's a key area of, of research at the moment. Totally okay if you don't know this, Hara, because this is off, off the script. But can you talk a bit about the production methods? Is there anything that is like very popular at the moment about producing these kind of uh, nanobots? I'm not really sure. It just really depends on what the characteristics and abilities of its particle is because for example some might be more driven based on the density others might be more based on the uh on their absorption abilities so it just really depends on what what the abilities of its um particle on every product that you're working on has fantastic so they'll have to develop different manufacturing techniques depending on what the nanobots are going to be used for and what their properties and, and characteristics are yeah. for those applications mm -hmm. as well okay fantastic emma do you want to talk a little bit more i know you mentioned before about tailor-made drugs and altering specific genes which i believe was what happened in james bond did they alter genes in people with these nanobots is that what happened I don't know. Has anyone actually seen James Bond? It was kind of the clickbait thing we used at the beginning of our article. Have any of us seen this new movie? They want to target specific people. So it does have to do something with their genes, probably. But I don't think it's... Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Okay. But they did do some kind of targeting of, of specific people. Yeah. So maybe that's related to, yeah, Emma, your, your comment about targeting specific genes or uh, tailoring drugs to specific people. And maybe you could discuss that in a healthcare application or maybe international espionage? <laughs> yeah, so I think if we wanted to target specific people, we would definitely have to look at their genes because it's, it's basically what makes us different from each other. And yeah, tailored medicine looks at our genes, basically our genomes, which, which is the, well, basically all of our genes together. Uh, so we look at them, we figure out where the problem is, and we try to figure out how to eliminate the problem by specifically targeting uh, the issue on a on a molecular scale, scale, scale level, sorry, I would say. Yes, yeah, so uh, if we figure out where the problem is, we can manufacture a nanobot, which we can sort of imagine as like a little molecule that's, that's attached to an agent we can, that can go to the place of the disease. For example, we have cystic fibrosis and we are missing a certain protein. We can attach the nanobot to a transcription factor or maybe even the protein itself, but I would say transcription factor, deliver it to the person. And now in the body, the nanobot can sort of act as a on and off switch. So we can switch on the production of, of the protein and solve the issue. Transcription factor is a is a protein that sort of attaches to our DNA and uh, switches on to uh, the production of a larger, larger body, I would say like a larger protein, basically, but it's like a little Lego puzzle piece that fits into the and into the big machine. Yeah, so it can act as an on switch, starting to make the desired protein that's for some reason not working 
or it can, I think it can also act as an off switch, for example, blocking the production of a toxin that's doing the issue in the body. And yeah, I, I basically said the good parts it can do, but I think that it, it can also do some bad, which, for example, if we attach the nanobot to a certain molecule that can um, alter the genes, we can sort of create designer humans so, for example, we can create people with certain aspects that, that we fit, think are beneficial. And I think that in the wrong hands, this, this, can, this, this doesn't have to be very safe. Yeah, unfortunately, with I think all the research all of us are doing, there's always going to be people who can use that in, in, in bad ways and good ways. And it's really important to try and be responsible. With, with our work as researchers. Um, but I think that's a really good summary of, of the current state of, of nanobots. So we've discussed that, that the applications um, for cancer, cancer imaging, um, production of, of nanodrugs. We've also discussed the production capabilities from a chemical engineering perspective and how it could be targeted uh, to specific people and uh, specific genes. I think our producers just sent a message that does that mean in James Bond, it could have killed people by releasing toxins or promoting cell death? And I guess from what Emma's just said, yeah, that could be a potential potential use. So we have to be really careful with, with this technology. I think, yeah, so we've discussed the present state. I want to talk a bit about the future now. So we've mentioned a bit of the ethics and the concerns around that. And, and Emma's mentioned designer babies. Could there be another type of technology that's, that's more appropriate? Um, I think when it comes to medicine, it's really important to sort of weigh the benefits and the disadvantages that come with the treatment, whereas nanobots are really, really beneficial in, in, in the way that they are small, they, they act quickly, but we also need to take in the, into the account is when we deliver foreign bodies into the human body, it can sort of accumulate and it sometimes happens that some of the materials are not really possible to be degraded by our, our liver, for example, so they can accumulate and over a long period of time, some people may experience inflammation, which can lead to more damage even than the actual disease. So I would say that, well, the future of nanomedicine is still far away, but I think that people are definitely going to look at other other possibilities with drug delivery and drug treatment which sort of passes by these these complications so using more con conventional kind of uh, drugs drugs and medicines you mean rather than the more advanced uh, technology yeah. fantastic another kind of thing that's on everyone's uh, minds at the moment is like the involvement of ai is there any involvement of ai in nanobots research or more generally in, in the kind of areas that you guys are working on? I'm not really sure if there is, but I don't see the reason why. For example, because if we are to take personalized medicine or in general, like use nanotechnology in order to target, target specific parts of our bodies, then maybe AI will be used in order to like get the nano particle into our body that way maybe yeah yeah absolutely because i think machine learning yeah. and, i think machine learning and ai is a different thing and all the computer scientists are going to come at me and, and send hate comments now um but no i think it definitely could be used for for this kind of uh, technology what about you priyanka do you see any kind of things going forward in the in the future of 
of nanobots or nanomedicine that we, we need to keep an eye out on? I think I'm pretty optimistic about the future of nanomedicine because like apart from this, I like because of my interest in drug development, I have been looking a lot into like antibiotic research and everything. And something that's a there, it's a reoccurring theme is antibiotic resistance. So essentially drugs in general are kind of losing their ability, specifically antimicrobials, they're losing their ability to treat patients. So um, we're always looking for ways to increase specificity, increase treatment options, and unfortunately, at the place we are right now, um, it's looking a little bleak from that perspective, which is why I'm a little optimistic about nanomedicine, because essentially what it does is as we like, as we've seen from MNHara, it kind of increases the precision of the currently existing medicine. It's not. I feel like if we look into like the production aspect of it, it wouldn't be. Um, it's not as far away as you think it is, and it's a huge possibility of kind of increasing changing the perspective of how we see medicine and pharmaceuticals in general. It sounds like it, there could be a major shift uh, in the way that medicine is practiced with this technology. Haro, Emma, do you have anything that you want to add to that or any you know, comments on, on the future? Well, um, nano, that maybe nanotechnology is not just used within medicine, but healthcare in general. Because I know, for example, there's been a lot of research uh, about, for example, transdermal patches, for example, where you transmit the medicine into the bloodstream through patches through the individual skin rather than injections. So maybe it's important to just see in general the, the applications of nanotechnology, not just in the medicine side of it, but also in healthcare in general. Fantastic. Emma, were you going to add something? I just I wanted to add a little fun fact that nanomedicine is sort of looking at also utilizing bacteria and sort of delivering these drugs. So if we imagine bacteria are moving by their, their flagella, sort of me mechanical creating electricity, which could be used in these nanobots activating them and delivering them to, to the sites of disease. And I think this could be an an alternative to maybe attaching them to a toxic agent. If we attach them to bacteria which move by themselves and are degraded by the body, we sort of eliminate the to toxicity. But yeah, that's just still far away. Brilliant. So I think we've kind of covered what is the, the current status of things. And now we've looked at going forward that we're going to have to be careful about how this technology is used because the ethics around it, could, you know, depending on who uses it, could be could be an issue. It's got applications not just in medicine, but also in healthcare, which I think is a really important point. And also for me as a silly engineer, I didn't really appreciate the difference between medicine and healthcare. So that's also opened, opened my mind as well. Um, does anyone have any final comments that they want to add before we before we wrap up? When I was little, there was this uh, cartoon called The Magical School Bus, where they so sort of minimalized a school bus full, full of kids and somebody swallowed it. It traveled into the body and they sort of like looked around the body, figuring out how it works. And when I didn't really know about what nanobots were, I, I sort of imagined it like that, like some little metal man going into my body and like cutting up the disease or the process. But I would say that it's not really that glamorous. <laughs> it's basically 
scientists in the lab figuring out a molecule that that fits in our body <laughs> it's not really a bus full of kids trying to figure out how the body works I had the same image in my mind I was expecting like Inspector Gadget or um what was that movie was it Honey I Shrunk the Kids when like this guy like shrinks all of his kids and I was just imagining these little people wandering around in, in in people's bodies so I guess that's been the most disappointing part of this episode to find out that it's actually just it's good science and and uh, molecules uh, uh, as you've said I guess maybe we can also discuss James Bond again because that's that's what we got everyone into the episode with so in this latest James Bond which none of us have seen he did James Bond kill people? I don't know if that's a spoiler alert if you're a big James Bond fan, but this nanotech was used to, to kill people in the movie. What do you guys think might be the next nanotech in, in James Bond or in, in science fiction uh, movies or in movies in general? Do you think there's something that might be coming up in future things that we are watching? Maybe in the recovery of James Bond. Because, for example... <laughs> Because, for example, in the, <laughs> no, in the previous movie, not the newest one, or in one of the movies anyways, he apparently got shot and then he was out of the game for quite a long time. So maybe we could see now technology in helping James Bond recover faster <laughs> so he doesn't disappear into an unknown island and nobody can find I think that I would pay to watch that um movie for sure I think that would that sounds brilliant I also it's not a movie but I want to just recommend a really good German series that's related to biotechnology and these kind of things called biohackers it is fiction but I think they like show things in a really interesting way and make make you think especially for someone who's not a specialist in in this area so I'd like to give a shout out to, to biohackers for being a really cool uh tv show and I think it's really important that we do have science and technology in these shows, whether it's fully realistic or not. I think it does inspire the, the new generation and it, it, I guess it forces the public to think about certain technology. I know we actually struggle with that in the nuclear sector because all the shows are made about the disasters. I don't know, as people with a background in, in science and medicine, do you struggle with how the technology that you guys are working on is portrayed in media, in TV shows, in movies? Um, well, <laughs> I would say that maybe in the current pandemic, it's sometimes even downplayed that people don't really believe that what scientists are doing are, is really useful. But I don't know, on, on one hand, it's it can be downplayed, but also on the other, I think I quite like it because they make it sound very interesting and, and, and amazing and making us feel like the <laughs> the mastermind scientists behind all of the <laughs> all of the the magic really but yeah it really depends what context it is absolutely and I just want to reiterate that I think all three of you are mastermind scientists uh, in this area because I've learned so much in this episode from something I just literally knew nothing about at the beginning I feel I, I definitely have, have more of an idea and I hope our listeners do as well so I think we've kind of deviated enough off, off, uh, off topic now that we should uh, kind of draw the conversation to a close. So to kind of summarize the episode, these nanobots are an emerging technology. There are some ways that it's currently in use, like targeted cancer therapy uh, and nanomaterials are obviously in use in a lot of medical applications today. More nanomedicine is under development and maybe there will be some other technology that, that will emerge that's even better. We've discussed the importance of it in healthcare and medicine. Uh, so for many different applications and how that there needs to be a lot of research in in developing techniques for for manufacturing this technology as well as using it. 
find us on Twitter at TechnicallySput11, uh, Twitter handle, if you want to carry on this conversation or leave a comment on the episode on whatever listening platform you're listening to us on. Uh, and I'd just like to really thank our guests again, Priyanka, Emma and Hara. I really hope you can do more episodes because I think this is one of my favourite ones that I've ever recorded. So thank you, guys. The views expressed in this podcast belong entirely to the person that said them. They do not represent any industry or organisation. If you enjoyed listening to these views, it would really help us out if you could rate us, leave a review and tell a friend. This podcast was sponsored by no one, but if you're interested in funding us to continue to have frank discussions about science and engineering, please get in touch.